Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Seat at the Table. I'm your host, Bianca Heron, lead editor at HR Daily Advisor. This podcast focuses on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace, featuring thoughtful conversations and insight from experts, change makers, and leaders from the business world. For today's episode, I'm super excited to be joined by Strina Sood, Associate Vice President of Talent Acquisition and Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and Belonging Programs at Curriculum Associates, creators of iReady. Strina, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're super excited for you to be here. So let's just dive in, right, shall we? Sounds good. Awesome. Tell me, what is your definition of having a seat at the table? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, getting a seat at the table by definition means someone advocated for you to be there. Um, In my career, there have been multiple people who've done that, but especially the CEO for the current organization I work at, Kirkland Associates, who I've had the privilege of working with for 10 years, does so all the time. He gave me my first job in recruiting and eventually opened many doors that for someone like me, a child of immigrants, wouldn't have the corporate network power to do. In return, as I've built my team, for example, in the organization, I've tried to do the same for others. For example, I often hire people without any experience in recruiting, gave them a first shot at a new career. Getting my seat at the table to me means I had to pull up the chair for someone else to now join next to me. I got chills there. Thank you so much for that. That was a beautiful, beautiful response. And of course, uh, the biggest elephant in the room right now is COVID-19 and the pandemic, and it has completely upended the way that we work on so many levels. We know that HR, the industry has changed over the last two decades, and COVID-19 has forced a lot of changes as well. How are these changes impacting the workforce? COVID-19 pushed a lot of the HR initiatives ahead very quickly in many ways helping the work that HR has been trying to move the needle on for the past two decades. For example, recruiters have been asking for remote work, so we would have the opportunity to hire talent anywhere in the U.S. We've also been uh, waiting for organizations to not only talk about DEI, but to invest their dollars to this work. Same goes for work-life balance, equitable pay, flexible work hours, Employees have been craving all of this. The pandemic just brought these issues to the forefront in a very short amount of time. The great resignation we're experiencing currently is is a great way for companies to reset um, how we're doing our work and where we're doing it. For example, at Curriculum Associates, we've shifted from predominantly focusing on hiring for office-based jobs to being able to hire nationwide. This has resulted in better talent, more diversity within the organization, which has made us a stronger organization or more productive. In addition, we've also taken on these three commitments internally to make progress on the DEI work over the next three to five years. So, for example, one of the focuses is hiring. And as soon as we started focusing on it, we saw the increase in numbers. So to give you an example, in 2019, 25% of our hires would identify as people of color. In 2021, 43% of our hires would identify as people of color. So we saw, as we started focusing in and on it and really put the attention on it, we saw the increase in the hires that we were bringing into the organization. 
in addition to hiring, we also understand that you can't just only hire, you have to do other things within your organization. So we're also working on building a more equitable culture and also using our products, which by design are an equity tool to help more students achieve grade level access. In addition to that, I think the pandemic has also impacted the workforce in a way where I don't believe we're going back to how things were before March 2020. Employees are holding organizations accountable for their commitments to DEI. They're expecting a better work-life balance. They want autonomy to do work from wherever they want and how they want. The relationship between employees and employer is moving away from transactional where the line, to one where the lines are a bit blurry at times. Prior to the pandemic, many of us, when we left work, we left it at work. But now work is in our homes. It's often in the places we eat, sleep, spend time with our families. Um, as a result, employees are looking to employers to support their whole self. Women and women of color have been taking a large load of housework prior to the pandemic. But during the pandemic, women took on even more housework and childcare. And they're asking for organizations to accommodate those additional workloads they picked up at home. Companies that don't respond to these changing trends will have uh, a huge trouble retaining their top talent. Also, the availability of more remote opportunity also means that now when employees are unhappy with their jobs, they can find one easily. Because before, employees would look for jobs within a 20-mile radius of their home. Now, they can look for jobs across the country. It's truly a good thing for the workforce. They have many more options than ever before. Uh, but I think it's also a great time for companies to realize that employees do have many more options and we have to treat people with grace or they'll leave for someone who will. What do you think it's going to take for organizations and HR leaders today uh, to, in this climate, to cultivate an engaged and productive workforce? I think employers have to really build a strong culture and hold themselves accountable to the promises they've made to their employees. I am excited about the reset. I, I think it's a great opportunity to really treat people with a lot of grace. And um, the next generation and the next generation isn't going to necessarily ask for less. They're going to ask for more. There's the conversations around the four day work week and there's conversations about um, employees moving to other countries for a few months to work. And this is all the, these are all the trends that I think all of, all of the organizations are going to have to deal with. And so I think organizations are going to have to keep up with the trends or they're really not going to be a competitive workplace. And one of the things we haven't discussed so far, but is the power of social media um, and the power of pages like Glassdoor where employees can truly voice their experience with an organization and employers have to kind of deal with it. And so um, I, I love that. I love that the employees are getting that power, but it just means as an organization, companies have to take that seriously and they have to, they have to make those changes or they're honestly going to fall, fall very behind. Absolutely. You also mentioned another thing here. You said that uh, Curriculum Associates was focused on building a more equitable culture. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. And so I'll go back a little. So we've talked about 
workforce changes or what employees are expecting from employers. Um, as I mentioned, the trend's going to continue. Overall, accountability is a good thing for all of us. Um, in particular, corporate culture pre-pandemic was often focused on free lunches, free alcohol, um, snazzy offices, or other in-person -per perks. With those off the table, companies have to kind of keep their employees engaged uh, with a strong culture, treating people with kindness, allowing people to bring their whole self to work. And I'm talking, I'm putting work uh, in quotation because it's on Zoom. <laughs> but, and, and on top of that, a place where you're getting paid fairly. At Curriculum Associates, even prior to the pandemic, we were very focused on building our culture outside those office walls. Our people are our strength. And in my tenure in this role, we've never lost that priority. The, the educational technology industry, for example, is fairly small. So from the beginning, we paid a huge amount of attention to how we treat candidates, for example. We received about 58,000 applications last year for about 340 jobs. Uh, but a human read and responded to each of those candidates. And we understand that those small things reflect our larger corporate culture. So we made time for that. Um, in addition to that, we've also placed a huge importance on transparency. For instance, we gather data around hiring, employee retention, attrition, sliced by race, and then share it with our employees. We do the same with our employee engagement data. And we, we name the problem as an organization because that's the only way we're going to fix it. Phenomenal answer there. We're hearing a lot about, about bringing your authentic self to work versus the adapted self. Could you talk about the importance, excuse me, of authenticity, excuse me, in the workplace today? Yeah, so I'll just share my own experience with being authentic at work. Um, so for instance, I, uh, I identify as Indian American. My parents are immigrants from India. And for me to completely be myself at work, I, I often just talk about the music I listen to, the languages I speak at home, the types of foods I eat. And I'm not sure if few years ago, I would have felt comfortable doing that. And the reason is uh, that's in workplaces, the last thing you want to be is the other, right? You want to fit in. It's very similar to high school, <laughs> for example, college. Um, and college and many, <laughs> many places in life. But in particular, what I noticed within the curriculum associates culture was that those differences were actually celebrated and they were not making you the other, but instead uh, we were allowing for everyone to be themselves. And it actually made us stronger as an organization. And so when people shared, it was a great opportunity to ask questions, inquire. I have coworkers that I have mentioned that I listen to um, Bollywood music and they have asked for that music and they listen, listen to the same podcast or sorry, the same playlist that I listen to. And so I think that sort of interest in each other actually builds a stronger connection at work. And in the past, not bringing that authentic self to work meant that we were not building those deep, genuine connections. And when you can't connect with people, I'm not sure we can do our best work. Um, I would say that the connection is part of trusting someone else at work. And if you don't trust them, how can you truly build the best product or best service or whatever your organization does? And so 
bringing your most authentic self and having a company support it, not just bringing it and then the company doesn't support it, but bringing it and then the company supports it, celebrates it, is truly the future of how work should be. And I would say that companies who do that probably have a stronger product. Absolutely. How can HR leaders and organizations rework their company culture to make it more inclusive? I would say the companies that incorporate DEI or inclusiveness in every decision will be successful in 10 years. DEI work can't be a second thought. It can't be, okay, if we have time for it, we'll do it. Or if we slow down, we'll do it. It has to be part of every strategy. So your people strategy, your your growth strategy. At Curriculum Associates, for example, we've re-looked at our entire hiring process by doing an audit of how candidates come to us all the way through how we're making a final decision on who to hire. We've reworked many aspects of our process to sort of decide, is this the right inclusive uh, lens? And we've woven it or brought it in seamlessly throughout the entire hiring process. For example, job postings is one place where we had made the funnel so small, most candidates weren't going to see themselves doing it, especially women and people of color. We are tougher with our hiring teams from start So we're including only truly necessary skills and not a long list of wish lists no one can check off. We've also looked at our interview process to ensure that interview panels are diverse and that they reflect the organization. We found that when we build the culture around the communities, for example, the marginalized communities, we're building a better culture for all. Instead of only allowing parents to have flexibility, we've made it so all employees can have flexibility. That's amazing. What do you see, or perhaps the question should be, where would you like to see uh, corporate culture headed? Yeah, I think many companies are already there or they're on track to getting there, which is exciting to watch, especially as a person of color myself. But um, I love that the pandemic and other events um, in in the world in the past two years have brought diversity, equity, inclusive work not only to the forefront, but it's almost necessity. Many candidates ask uh, during the interview process what we're doing to move um, the organization forward on DEI. And I'm assuming if the answer was nothing, they probably wouldn't continue with us. Right. Um, and so I love that candidates are holding us accountable, that the organization is, the world is, because that's the only way that organizations will truly change is if uh, if there are enough people watching. And so I think the time is now, it's already happening. There are companies who are already investing. There are many companies who are trying to get in front of it. Uh, but the ideal work environment would be where people can truly be themselves and it's celebrated that there's inter- enough internal opportunities for people to grow, that managers are taught how to be great managers. So we retain top talent and that we learn from each other. I think one of the things as the organization that I'm at has grown in the past two years to become more diverse. What I'm learning is diversity is a beautiful thing because it makes all of us better. And you can learn a lot from different people's life experiences. You can learn a lot from the challenges that someone else has faced that you may not even be thinking about because you don't face them. Uh, but it makes you more aware that this is how others 
view the world and experience the world. And I think that that's great for organizations to be aware of. That's great for uh, managers like myself to be aware of, because I think it makes us better people. And at the end of the day, that's what truly it's all about. Absolutely. Beautifully said. And if I had pom-poms over here, I would be (laughs) (laughs) right on board with you there. I love that. I love that, Strina. Thank you. Before I ask my final question, of course, is there (laughs) anything else that you like to talk about or add? Yeah, I think just one thing is, um, I know we've discussed many important points already, but I'd like to add the importance of advocating and sponsoring talent that doesn't have those opportunities that people with large corporate networks may. Folks of color are over-mentored and what we really need is sponsors. Uh, People who are willing to vouch for you before you even get to those rooms. So eventually when you do get a seat at the table, everyone else isn't wondering why you're there. Ooh, chills. I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. That is it. That is it right there. My final question, and now I'm super excited. Strina, What's on your heart? Oh, I love it. Um, I think for me, I've uh, so I've been at Curriculum Associates for 10 years and I've had an amazing opportunity to watch the organization grow from 200 employees to 2000 employees. And it's been a lot of fun. And what I absolutely love about this work is that I have, as, as I as we talked about, a seat at the table to make a lot of decisions that will make work better for a lot of people. And I just, I don't think I ever really understood the power of that until the pandemic. And you start to see uh, parents doing more work at home or you start to see how much the uh, work from home policies have helped people with disabilities, people with long commutes and people who were not seeing their families at all to the to the world we live in now where people are eating dinner with their families and seeing their kids more um, and people have time to work out and take care of their health and eat fresh meals at home as opposed to whatever we were eating before. Um, I think I love that I just have a, a space in all of this change. Um, I know it's a small space compared to all the change that's happening across the organization, but I feel super privileged to even have a seat at the table to voice some of these opinions and help make the change. I am very excited for where organizations are going. Amazing. Strina, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to chat with me. I've truly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. To our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Again, I'm Bianca Heron. Join us next time at the table. 